The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. It's the best lip balm in America. Wait, what? Lip balm can be that much better? Oh, yeah. Hi there. It's Doc Thompson for Balm Shot. Just go to balmshot.com. Balm is in lip balm, shot like shotgun shell. You got to read the entire story for yourself at balmshot.com. But trust me, you will love it. And right now, if you order six of them, you'll get a free Balm Shot uh, lip balm, plus a logoed baseball hat, and free shipping at balmshot.com. But make sure to use the promo code DOC, balmshot.com. Joining us now is U.S. Uh, uh, a candidate for a representative from Massachusetts District 2 or 2nd District is Tracy Lavorne. How are you? I am really, really good. In fact, let's uh, get those mojo numbers up because I need Thank as you. much mojo going into this election as possible. Thank you. See, this is the type <laughs> of can-do attitude, Chris, that gets the mojo up. You help yourself. <laughs> <laughs> we, we only have two choices, so we might as well make the better choice. Tracy, it's difficult, and we focused a lot on Massachusetts um, because there's a lot of candidates that um, Massachusetts has been pretty solid blue. A lot of crazies from Massachusetts over the years, but there seems to be a little bit of the pendulum swinging back. You know, there really, really is, especially where I am. Um, Massachusetts Congressional District 2 is really the central part of the state. Um, it's a very large land mass in relation to the size of the state. And in, in 2014, when uh, Charlie Baker was actually elected, that election went into the wee hours of the night, and it was actually this congressional district that pushed him over the top as a Republican candidate. Um, we don't have a lot of voices in our in our state house, but the voices we do have, the majority come from here in District Two. Uh, even our our Worcester County Sheriff is, is a very strong Republican, and what's great about that is they're all doing fantastic jobs. You know, the, the, when they get in and do a good job, that's what spreads. And what I noticed too about Congressional District Two, you know, it is a little bit different than the rest of the states. Uh, the state. When I talk to my friends that are Democrats, they're, they're what I like to call JFK uh, Democrats. You know, they're still conservative Democrats. And, and what we have going on right now is just seen as being out of control. Um, we're currently represented by a 22-year incumbent, Jim McGovern. And I think right now Jim McGovern wakes up every morning thinking about Donald J. Trump. And he goes to bed every night thinking about Donald J. Trump <laughs> and what his party can do to resist and fight and see him fail. The problem with that is I'm running against a party whose platform is basically you know, wanting our country to fail. They want increased taxes. You know, they're, they're rooting, it appears, for North Korea. Um, they want us to get back into a cold war with Russia. They want our economy to fail. It, it's absolute insanity. And I think there's a lot of smart people in the whole country, but especially in District 2, that, that are really seeing the stark uh, differences. So tell us about your background. Um, I'm a physical therapist. Uh, I have been for 20 years. I'm a small business owner. I have a, a small little outpatient clinic here in, here in the town I live. Um, for about 15 years, though, I was working in healthcare, clinical, and management operations uh, for large car- corporations across the country. Um, in 2009, I actually, for one of the companies I worked in, I uncovered uh, Medicare fraud and patient abuse, and I brought it to their attention, you know, hopefully working to want to fix it. 
Um, instead, they they launched a about a six month retaliation campaign and ended up firing me. Huh. That's and, uh, and that's it, nice, isn't it? Yeah, it was great. But uh, you know what? It really put me in a position like I am. I feel like I am now a little bit of a David and Goliath uh, situation. I went out and I. I Talked to different attorneys and finally got some attorneys to listen to me. Uh, they put me in contact with other internity, uh, attorneys. And long story short, um, it took about five years, but working with the federal government, I worked with the Department of Justice, I worked with the Department of Health and Human Services, and the Assistant U.S. Attorney General's Office out of Philadelphia. And after five years, uh, we finally won our case. Um, the company was based out of Canada, and they had close to 200 uh, skilled n- nursing facilities across the United States. And at the end of the day, they paid a large fine, and they divested all their operations here in the United States, and they're no longer uh, taking advantage of our Medicare system and our elderly And the best part about that story is my case really set the precedent for multiple other cases now that have settled. And because of my case and what myself and my family did, literally hundreds of millions of dollars have been returned to the Medicare Trust Fund. Wow. Wow, that's a fantastic story. (laughs) Uh, So here, let's break it down. What are your priorities on your campaign? I was just going to ask that same question. <laughs> let's break what, this down. Yeah, well, well, not just campaign, but what's what's the priority for America? I yeah. mean, there's a lot of things we could be doing, but what is the priority? What are the top few? Think, to me personally, I, well, and I think for a lot of people I talk to, is just to stop the slippery slope. It, it feels that we're sliding very, very much further left. I mean, you see what happened in New York. Um, you, you know, the, the left really is riding on a platform right now of open socialism. They don't even hide it anymore. You know, after Bernie Sanders, they, they really wear it now as a badge of honor. And um, that needs to stop. Well, how do, how do we explain that? I mean, uh, how do we make that argument? How do you make it in an area where so many people have been so brainwashed to, to accept this stuff over the years? I believe it has to be explain it in terms that and, and ideas that they understand. For example, they always say, stay out of my bedroom, doc. Okay, great. I, I don't care who you're sleeping with, marrying, whatever. I don't want the government uh, you know, telling me what I can't do. And I think if we explain that, it helps. So fine, you want me to stay out of your bedroom? I will. Stay out of my gun safe. Does that make sense? Oh, completely. I, I think um, especially working with uh, the millennial generation, and even younger kids. I mean, more than ever, that's a generation that says just that. You cannot tell me what to do. They love right. that thing. That you can't tell me to get up out of bed. Right, right, right. Yep. <laughs> you can't tell me to go to work. Um, so using that, if that's your mantra, then how in the world are you going to support a government that that's exactly what they're going to do? is tell you exactly what to do, how to do it, when. It, and, and I think that's a very big message, especially for that generation. So what would, uh, if, uh, if you end up getting elected, uh, and by the way, have, have you gone through the primary or did you get the nomination? Um, there is a primary on September 4th. We're really confident going into this primary. Okay. Um, 
But you know what? That's the hardest part. You know, you're a Republican, and there's this perception of, of being locked into the blue state of Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I tell people that, and even here, you know, I get a little bit of a, an eye roll. <laughs> but then I tell them the numbers. You know, I'm, in, in 2016, in this presidential election, 175,000 people voted for change. Um, the majority of those voted for Donald Trump, but quite a few of them either left it blank or wrote in a name or voted for Jill Stein. So we had 175,000 voters vote for change in 2016. On the high end, we're looking at about 300,000 voters coming out uh, in November. It'll probably be even less than that. If that's the case, to win this election, we need 153,000 votes. We have the numbers. We just have to get the message out there that we're finally going to have a choice. Uh, Jim McGovern has been the representative for 22 years. (laughs) Nobody has ever ran against him in District 2. When they redistricted in 2010, he has never had a candidate. So I'm fighting a a situation right now where some people don't even know what district they're in. Because they haven't even had an opportunity to, to have a choice. Um, fundraising has been really hard. (laughs) It is. It's it's such a challenge. People have no idea until they get there. They they have no idea. And honestly, my campaign, we are doing so great with the most minimal resources you're ever going to see. Um, and you know what? I think that's what people want. We speak out of both sides of our face. We want money out of politics yet without money. How are you supposed to do this? Exactly. Yeah, most you know, uh, most people recognize money in politics is a problem, and we get into some, you know, con, um, some constitutional challenges like Citizens United. But that aside, you're right. We all know that that's the dance we have to do, and nobody likes it. So there's, I, I don't know what the answer is. Well, you know what? I always I tell people this story: to do one mailer throughout my district would cost me about forty five to fifty thousand dollars. To run a very, you know, a good campaign, I should do six strategically placed mailers, which would mean I would need $300,000 just for junk mail. Wow. And let's wow. not forget, incumbents, because of their franking privileges, get to mail stuff for free. I mean, not campaign stuff, mind you, Tracy. No. It's all no, official have, representatives, you know, what they've I have, done. I have hanging up in my office right now my postcard from our current congressman, uh, inviting me to coffee with the congressman. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. on the uh-huh. very bottom, it says, this mailing was prepared, published, and mailed at taxpayer expense. Right. Wow. Well, and that's certainly acceptable because he's not using that to campaign. He no. just wants no. you to, no. you know, hear your ideas. Yes. And, such. <laughs> and it's really interesting because uh, uh, Tracy, Jim has about $490,000 cash on hand as of the last reporting from the FEC. Well, and yeah, and once you've been in there that so was, long, too, you just stockpile this. So if you don't have any challengers, you just roll that into the next election. Mm-hmm. And that was before he, he just had his big fundraiser about two weeks ago. So I'm sure that number doubled in, oh, yeah. in two days. You know? Wow. And, and his big thing even now is he's raising money for other candidates. You know, I'm not even a blip okay. on his screen. You know, that that, so, that arrogance right there just set me off. I oh was yeah. like, oh, that by itself, <laughs> you Aaron. All right, Tracy, how can people find out more for you, about you? You know what, I, I have my website. It's uh, tracyforcongress.com. It's T-R-A-C-Y-F-O-R, 
So tracyforcongress.com. Uh, the biggest thing I have is between my website and, of course, Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, Facebook is Tracy Lavorn. It's L-O-V-V-O-R-N, Tracy Lavorn for Congress. And then, of course, Twitter at Tracy number four, Tracy for Congress. All right. What we'll do is we'll uh, post links to our social media so people can find out more. Uh, keep us posted. We wish you the best of luck. I sure need it. And like I said, there's such a chance here. And the first revolution started here in Massachusetts. The second one can as well. Nice. Nicely done, Tracy. Appreciate it. Tracy LaVorn, it's Tracy4Congress.com. Hey, it's Doc Thompson. Thanks for listening to the program. I want to tell you about another program that I think you're going to like. It's the Glenn Beck Program. Check it out now wherever you get your favorite podcasts. In 2011, Aaron Hale, a former Navy chief, was severely injured when disposing of an improvised explosive device. He lost his eyesight and most of his hearing, so he returned to his love of cooking as therapy, and with the help of his love, Michaela, they created Extraordinary Delights, or EOD Fudge for short. These things are amazing. You'll love them. Go to EODFudge.com. That's EODFudge.com, and try the caramel apples, the brownies, the strawberry, white, and decadent triple fudge confections. EODFudge.com. Promo code BLAZE to get 10% off. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.